Hello and welcome to the Called Bank Podcast. This is Nathan Mortensen. We're joined here with Dale Harper. After an exciting couple of games in the Western and Eastern Conference Championships, we're going to discuss this week and who we're expecting to see in the finals coming up here in a week or two. There have been some twists this week. The Nuggets did it again. Um, so, like, kudos to them. I, I think we were kind of joking about that before, but none of us really expected that was going to happen. Um, the Celtics and Raptors, we talked about their Game 7, but... Um, so the Celtics made it through, and I think I kind of expected the, the Celtics to uh, really be the favorite team in this series, but so far they have not shown that at all. The Heat have been have continued their rampage through the Eastern Conference, so um, it looks right now like the favorites are going to be the Lakers and Heat. But again, last week we said that the favorites for the Western Conference Finals w- were going to be the Clippers and Lakers, and that didn't really happen. I mean, I'm just so floored at what the Heat have been able to do this season and this and this postseason as well. I mean, I know I've said this before, but I mean, I really thought just like everyone else that when Jimmy Butler was going to Miami, that he was just taking, you know, a nice paycheck and saying, I'm okay without a championship. And I don't think they'll be able to go in and beat the Lakers. I just think the Lakers are too good. And I mean, as impressive as Bam's block on Tatum was, I don't think they have an answer for Davis when it comes to size. So super excited to see where things go. But I mean, it's been amazing just to see the heart and grit that Miami has. Like it definitely is a Pat Riley team. I remember when OKC was making all their trades, trading their superstars and just loading up on picks. I was looking at the picks that they were getting and most of them are from good teams. So I'm just like, uh, like that's not going to turn anything around if you have a bunch of number 23 picks. Uh, like Maybe you'll get lucky and get a few players, but it's not like you're getting a bunch of lottery picks. And then I saw that there's a couple Miami Heat picks. I was like, okay, they'll, they'll get some good ones. Maybe not like lottery, but like like middle of the first round, and then <laughs> this happened. So, um, Okay, see, they still have a ton of picks, but um, if, if all the teams that they have picks from stay good for the next few years, then they might not have any, like, good picks Chris Paul and a couple of first round picks to Golden State for the second pick in this <laughs> year's draft what, what would Golden State do with Chris Paul I I don't know I just I mean if you were looking for anything you'd want to definitely package somebody and a couple of picks to send to Golden State since they'd definitely yeah, be willing because they're sell definitely that in win now mode so they're not looking for a project even though I mean, I guess I understand that this draft isn't nearly as cut and dry as other drafts. It's not like, well, if you take Andrew Wiggins, I'm going to take Jabari Parker. And let's be real here, as disappointing as it is, both of those I, players know Andrew showed. Wiggins, like Andrew Wiggins, has gotten too much flack because he's had some. He's had a couple like twenty point per game seasons. It's just everyone expected him to be the next LeBron. And he's really just an okay starter. He's a pretty good starter, like, but I feel like there's too much hype around him coming in, which is rough when you when your draft really isn't that great. Who else was in the Andrew Wiggins draft? Yeah, I mean, I guess in the end, whenever you're a first round pick, you know, not first round, whenever you are the first pick, you're just expected to be amazing. I mean, Joel Embiid went at third that draft, but I don't have I don't disrespect Cleveland for not taking Joel. 
at all. I mean, that was risky. Aaron Gordon at four. Oh, I didn't want to look at this draft. Dante Exum at five. So there was that pick. Um, Marcus Smart at sixth. Levine at 13. Oh, dang. Okay. You had Nurkic go at 16. I mean, Hood won at 23. So, I mean, looking through it, like, there's some good players. The only player that, like, okay. Sorry. You had Jokic yeah, and go at to 41. To the same team, the Nurkic and Jokic, right? Yeah, they both went to the Nuggets. So, I mean, oh, and Clarkson went at 46. But, I mean, obviously that wasn't supposed to be higher. So, looking at it, like, it wasn't a super stack draft. It's not like where you had Kawhi go at number 11 or wherever Kawhi went. But it's still painful to see him, like, not really exceed to the level you were expecting him to. Especially as, I mean... Cleveland was fine, but especially as a T-Wolves fan, like, you were really hoping he would be the next big thing yeah, after it, you lost It's not Kevin after Love. they lost Kevin Love, it's after they lost Johnny Flynn. <laughs> I, so, I mean, looking at it, where were we? Oh, we were talking about the second round pick for... Wait, wait isn't Wiggins on? Yeah. The Warriors right now, actually? Uh, Russell for Wiggins. I totally forgot about this during. Okay. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll see where picks end up going, but we can get back to the playoffs since, I mean, that's what's happening right now. So, obviously, we can't just write off Denver after last night. Like, I mean, we've done that in two series previously and they've come back. And so, while I do think that the Lakers will win in five or six games, like, Denver has shown their ability to like not lay down. Do you think that Denver has a shot or do you think it's going to be Lakers versus, you know, most likely the heat, but whoever comes out of the East? Like, yeah, the Nuggets definitely have a shot when, when I was like, everyone likes to compare the Clippers and the Lakers. Um, you know, at the beginning of the season, I really had Clippers as my favorite because it made sense to me. They, they had a more like, filled out roster and then they just plugged in two superstars but watching them throughout the season they never really clicked and so they may have had more talent than the lakers but they um they didn't really know what they were doing out on the floor most of the time so the lakers are really a different beast because watching them defensively is uh incredible like a a lot of teams in the nba when you watch them you really don't see awesome defense uh, there are a couple teams like the Heat and the Lakers that really wow me on the defensive end, and they really put a lot of effort there. So that is like a main reason why I don't know if the Nuggets are going to be able to make it through the Lakers. But then again, they were getting beat up by the Clippers, and they came back and won. So just because you have a blowout in Game 1 doesn't mean that uh, it's series over. So we, we could see... Uh, the Nuggets go on a run here. Um, Mike Malone is a great coach. They have a lot of talent that they can utilize. So um, Lakers don't go out and celebrate yet. Definitely. I just really wonder, like, can they stop Davis? And I mean, can they stop LeBron? Like, 
those are the two players that you have to be able to just stop because they're both so physically dominant that if you're not able to, you know, make them earn their points or make them have to pass the ball out, which both of them are more than willing to do. Like, it's not like you're just going to be able to take both of them one-on-one. But when you have Davis at plus 15 last night, you know, and LeBron James at plus 15 as well, like, that just kind of shows when the starters are out on the floor, Denver doesn't have any way to combat them or to stop them. The Lakers have a really smart roster. Um, Like, if you look back to Anthony Davis's rookie year, Rajon Rondo was considered one of the best point guards in the league. And Dwight Howard was like an MVP caliber player. And then you have Anthony Davis, who has become like top five player in the league, along with LeBron James on that team. So like, obviously Rondo and Howard aren't where they used to be, but they know basketball and they're smart players. And Howard has been through a lot that has probably taught him because I know when he went to the Lakers the first time, um, his basketball IQ didn't quite match up with Kobe Bryant and Steve Nash. But um, it seems to be working out this time with LeBron James, who is uh, really like everyone who talks about him, who knows him, is just amazed by his knowledge of the game of basketball. So um, that that's a huge advantage that the Lakers have because it's not only that they have a good coach, but their players can make adjustments on the floor by seeing what the other team is doing just like automatically without having to do that, take a timeout to go over it. So that that's a really huge advantage that is really tough to calculate into. Like even if the Lakers weren't the most talented team, they might still be favored. Yeah. And I mean, you definitely kind of look at it like players like Dwight Howard or Rajon Rondo who have both had success in their careers, but depending on how you look at it, just never really were able to handle like the pressure of like being the guy to the level that was necessary. And so now where you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis taking that role and they're just kind of there for, you know, kicks and giggles and a championship, like they're able to be a lot more successful when they don't have the the weight of LA on their shoulders. Like, I mean, when Howard was there the first time, like he was expected to be the contributing piece to like take them to the finals and I mean that's Davis and LeBron's role right now like yes they need help but like they don't need Howard to come out and be able to like be consistent every night and put up 15 to 20 points like that would be awesome but they don't need yeah it. totally like that's that's a unique thing like a unique change in your career where you used to being the guy but you can never get there so then you transition your role to, to fit in with other players which to Howard's credit he's done a great job at a lot of people thought he couldn't do it and they thought he was on his way out but um, this season he's he's really fit with the Lakers and he's provided an important role for them and the Lakers like in an era where everyone's trying to go small they're going big and they're doing it really well and I'm I mean I'm excited to see like how things go for the rest of the series since I mean Denver's big compared to Boston and they're big compared to Miami and so that's something that that's why I'm somewhat concerned about where things could go but overall I think we will 
I don't know. I think we have the chance of seeing an exciting Western Conference Finals, but then I keep flipping back to where I expect a gentleman's sweep from the Lakers just because I still underestimate Denver, even after they've taught me that I shouldn't. I still just underestimate them. Yeah, and the Lakers are a different team. Um, Like, the the Jazz are obviously not of the Lakers' caliber. Um, I think the Jazz were a really good matchup for um, the Nuggets because of how both the teams, they're pretty similarly set up uh, with that. um, Yeah, so I think that was an awesome matchup. The Clippers, they don't have much size. So the Nuggets were able to take advantage of that during the last few games. Um, and th- it made the Clippers look like they weren't really that great at defense. Which, perimeter defense, obviously, they're great. And they hustle, but they they didn't have the size to stop where the Nuggets had. But now the Nuggets are going up against the Lakers, which have the size, they have the talent. And so, like... It it would really be a Cinderella story if the Nuggets pulled this one off. So I'm not like 100% counting them out, but I do agree that I don't think the world would be shocked or surprised if um, the Lakers pulled this out in five. So here's the deal. If Denver comes back down from 3-1, I mean, what are we going to do? Like each <laughs> donate 100 bucks to charity or something? They, since... they'd, have to, they'd have to finish it. <laughs> In the NBA, there's no triple crown. You have to go all four rounds. Okay, so if they come down from 3-1 in this series and then win the finals, or if they come down from 3-1 in the finals, we'll each donate 100 bucks to charity. You know, like, if they they come back from 3-1 this time, though, and then they end up winning the finals, then we'll do 50. Like, they they didn't quite do it, but they got pretty close, right? Uh, Okay, yeah, I mean... Oh, no, I'm just, I mean, Denver has definitely put away, like, called out a lot of the doubters. But at the same time, like, Portland did this last season. And how special was it really? Like, it it is definitely really special. But how consistent will it be? Will we see Denver in the playoffs next season? And I know that as a Jazz fan, I get really ticked at how I feel like a lot of people doubt on the Jazz, which is what I've been doing on the Nuggets for like the last three, four years. And I'm still doing, even after Jamal Murray has come out and had like a superstar postseason. So it's it's exciting. It'll be, it's really interesting to see where they can go from here. If they can definitely, you know, they've taken the step as a conference title contender. So if they can take the step as a, as like a finals contender this season or next season, It'll just make the uh, NBA better overall. It's an interesting comparison that I just thought of, and they're different styles of teams. But I think it's interesting because I think these Nuggets remind me a little bit of the Carmelo Anthony Nuggets, where you knew they had talent, and you knew that they were good, and every time you played them, you have to bring your A game. But when it came to the playoffs, they were normally like a, a first, second round exit. And then there was that one time when Carmelo brought them to the conference finals, but he he couldn't make it through to the finals. And so I think that's kind of how people feel about the Nuggets. In the regular season, you know they're a great team. In the playoffs, you know you have to bring your A game or else you're going to let the series slip. But you don't really feel that they have the pieces to take it all away right now. I don't think anyone feels like Jamal Murray is really that guy who can lead a championship team. And I don't know if people um, have that kind of respect for Jokic um, b- 
because we haven't really seen a big man lead a team to a championship in a long while. So um, we'll see. They could prove everyone wrong, but uh, they do have a lot of young pieces that could develop, and they're kind of in an interesting situation for the future because they have some stars that are stars right now, but they have some young talent that have probably even more potential than their current stars have. And so they have to balance developing their young pieces while keeping their stars happy or what their plan is for the future. Um, If they're going to try to keep that balance or mix things up or just go all in on right now or go all in on the future, like um, they have some, it's a good problem to have, but it's a tricky one because not a lot of teams get into that situation. Yeah. And I mean, Looking at this right now, just overall, before we move to the Eastern Conference Finals for just a minute or two, um, I really think that Denver, it's going to be harder for them to beat the Lakers than it will be for them to beat either Miami or Boston. So I definitely believe that for, that this is more like the finals for the Nuggets than if they were to make it to the actual finals. Yeah, I. that's probably true. I I don't like the matchup for the Nuggets with the Lakers, but um, the Nuggets tend to have a, like, they seem to play pretty good against smaller teams, and both the Celtics and the Heat are smaller teams. Um, so yeah, I'd agree with that. How about Bam Adebayo, though, after, in game one? How about that block? There's a video on YouTube where it's a doctor going over why that block was so amazing it's basically like he shouldn't be playing anymore after that block but he is (laughs) i saw the link i didn't click on it this morning since what i was looking for this morning was i wanted to find an explanation of why it wasn't goaltending and so i looked up the rule and i found out today if you make contact with the ball outside of the cylinder you're then allowed to can that contacts allowed to continue into the cylinder. So because he made contact and it wasn't on a downward slope per NPA rules, um, he was allowed to have his hand go over the cylinder and he was even allowed, um, from my understanding of the rule to have touched the rim or touched the backboard in that scenario, since he made legal contact with the ball before any illegal contact was made. That makes sense. Yeah. That uh, you have to feel for Jason Tatum though, like he did everything he could to get that ball in, and um, yeah, Bam Adebayo's his wrist just didn't snap. <laughs> That's what it came down to. Yeah, I mean, I saw that block and I'm like, oh, that's impressive. Like second quarter, like nice block. Went and watched the highlights. I I didn't realize it was you know three four seconds left on the clock up by two end of first overtime like that was impressive i mean that block like along with some impressive play by the heat last um, last two days ago just has really set like them up in a much better spot to the point where i mean i can understand why there's some yelling and screaming in the celtics locker room like this is a big time and you've blown two double digit leads. Um, I'm really interested. I couldn't find any stats on this, but what playoffs had had the most blown double digit leads? 
since I mean, you had the Jazz blow a few of those, you've had the Clippers blow those, you've had Boston blow those, like, I mean, I'm pretty sure you, and Boston blew some against Toronto, like, it's been a, it's been a year for comebacks, and if that has def, if it's been more frequent than other finals, that definitely shows how the bubbles impacted gameplay. Yeah, I, I watched the tail end of the Nuggets Lakers game last night, and I kind of kept that in mind because we've seen a lot of awesome comebacks, and they went into the fourth quarter down by twenty, and they stopped trying. Like it was almost at the beginning of the fourth quarter, they started putting in uh, their bench players, they started resting their stars, and they just like took the L. And, like, I understand why you do that, because the Nuggets understand it's a long series. They've played more games than anyone else at this point. Um, so they can't go too hard at it. But I would have loved for them to, like, take that opportunity and try to have a crazy comeback against the Lakers against all odds. Let's put this into some perspective. Miami swept Indiana and beat the Bucks in five. And now has won two games against um, against Boston. That's 11 games so far this postseason. Looking, I mean, to hopefully make it to the finals in 13 or 14 games. Like, probably 15 at this point max. That was the Nuggets' 15th game last night. If they make it to the finals, like, best case scenario would be them coming back gentlemen's sweep and going in 19 more likely than not, if they were to make it, it would be 21 to 22 games. Well, no, it can't be 22. It would be 20 to 21 games. Like, that's a lot of games compared to like 13 or 14 on Miami's side. Yeah, that's I mean, like a whole extra the series. The Nuggets have to be exhausted. So, and I mean, I'll be interested to see because I don't understand what the league was doing starting the Western Conference um, Finals after like two games after the Eastern Conference Finals since Miami might be getting a lot of rest, like maybe even too much rest if they end up pulling this out quick because, I mean, you still have another like week before this series could be over, but I mean, we could be talking about, you know, how Miami pulled it off like next Monday. But but then again, is a Pat Riley team really going to get rest? <laughs> they, I mean, fair, but they're not going to get like in game. I mean, they're not going to see any game time. Yeah, like it's going to. They're not going to have that rhythm for a f- maybe a bit too long, which has shown to be a thing in the past in the playoffs, where like you want rest, but if you get too much, then you can blow a game or two at, on at the onset. That's probably why the Blazers beat the Lakers in the first game. Because the Blazers were rolling and the Lakers hadn't played for a while. So, and and like they really hadn't played most of the bubble. Uh, w- once they clinched their number one spot, they just started playing like AD and LeBron like 20 minutes a game. So, definitely. And same with the Rockets beating the Lakers in game one. Like both of those teams were coming straight in. And the Lakers had been resting for a bit and not really playing basketball. So definitely something to look forward to. Um, just kind of to ponder. I really thought they would have started the finals at the, the conference finals at the same time. But we'll see. Like 
this is obviously an unprecedented situation to throw that word in right at the end of the podcast <laughs> since we haven't used it yet, but yeah. So I'm excited for this week. It, hopefully we'll get some good basketball. We've had basketball, well, good basketball at least for most of the playoffs. We've had a couple teams be let downs, but um, it's really exciting. Celtics and Heat look to be a good series, even though the Heat are up 2-0. We'll see how the Celtics come back. They're a really talented team. Um, let's see if Nuggets can keep the magic going, even though they just lost game one, but that might turn into their advantage. Um, yeah, so next week, we may see one of the teams in the finals if the Heat really take over, but um, I anticipate that when you tune in next week that we'll still be talking about conference finals and seeing how it goes. Yeah, please remember to um, rate our podcast wherever you give it a listen and leave a, leave a review. That really helps out. So have a great week.